pray that you feel the same way. We're not going back to the way things used to be before the presence of the Lord came and made a dynamic, awesome change in our lives. There, there's no going back. You know, to go back to even uh, to even try to cross that path again it is the Bible said it's like a dog returning to the vomit uh, to lick it up. And, you know, it's nasty. It's nasty to, to go back. Uh, for those that are holding on to the gospel plow, you don't want to let go of the gospel plow because the, the Bible said then you're not even fit for the kingdom of God. And so there is something at risk that you don't want to lose by looking back. The children of Israel look back. They look back and they say, you know what, we're, we're missing out on eating uh, garlic and onions and the things that we had down in Egypt. And so their hearts begin to turn from the living God. Well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And if you ever have done that before, I'm, I'm a realist. I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't play games. The, the Bible speaks about backsliders, you know, and here we are on the first day of March 2022. And somebody may be out the arc of safety. Someone may be out the will of God. And, you know, and they, they want to get back. And sin has got a, a hold on them. They feel bound. They feel like I can't. I can't go back because of the wrong that I've done. Let me tell you, when Jesus died on the cross, he died for the, 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 those that the past, the present, and the future. God knew that there was a time. That's why Solomon, when he prayed, he said, Lord, if your people that are called by, by your name, that Lord God would humble themselves and turn from wicked ways to you know, and seek your face. And the Lord gave this, this word to him that the land would be healed. So the healing comes by us repenting of our sins. The, the change comes by us turning back to God. Solomon in his prayer after the temple was built said, Lord, if the people are even carried away captive, if they would just turn and begin to pray in the direction of the church, direction of the temple, direction of your house where your name has been hollowed out, See, there's a significance at the consecrated, dedicated place of God compared to just worshiping at home. You know, you should have your personal devotion at home, but God has a specific re respect for the place that he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. This place where his name is hollowed out. And, and so that's why we find Daniel praying in the window. He is praying toward Jerusalem. And, and so uh, we're, we're going to go on and go forward in this year of Jubilee and the spirit of walking in the spirit of excellence. You know, I, I am pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And some days you have to press. You have to press. You know, uh, I heard someone say it best like this. You don't know what it took for me to get here. You know, and the same, I, I don't, you know, minimize what someone may be going through mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. There is resistance sometimes. And so while we're working on forgetting those things, because we have to work at forgetting those things, which, which happened even just a few minutes ago, and reach forth toward those things which are before us, and that is the prize in Christ Jesus. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live, that's SML. Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson on this first day of March. And certainly we thank and praise God, 2022 AD. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Mondays uh, we have a new platform at 5 p.m. Pacific time uh, called Men Focus. This is an open form that you can call in. You can email us at, um, at focus at connectingtruth.org. That is focus at connectingtruth.org with questions that you might have regarding whatever. <laughs> whatever your question might be, you know, we will uh, we'll search it out together. I certainly don't have every answer. I don't know anyone that know everything except the Lord himself. He's the only one 
omniscient, omnipresent. Um, he's the only one, you know, that has all power. And, and so, but I know who to go to, like Daniel did. He went to the Lord in prayer and the Lord uh, gave him the same vision and blessed him to understand what Nebuchadnezzar had seen where others could not. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And the Bible says, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort? And that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine uh, and fellowship, and breaking of bread and in prayers, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people in the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Listen, this is a reminder that on the first Sunday, the first Sunday is coming up, uh, there is communion. If you have not had communion and you know, you need to, the Bible said, do this as often as, do this in remembrance of me. And so that's what communion is about. You know, and after our morning worship at Sunday school, and certainly we don't want to forget about reaching out to souls and because that's what it's about. It is about the saving of souls and letting them know that God is. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I have a question for uh, those that are, uh, that are tuning in, those that will be tuning in. And that is uh, Sunday. On Sunday, as you were in your uh, respective place of worship, and I'm going to come back and ask this again, but what did your pastor or the minister speak about Sunday morning? You can comment that in. What was their topic? It's important that you not just set and service or said in any service and hear the word and then forget it. Now, Jesus spoke about that. He talked about how the demons come and steal the word out of people. And I'm not going to go there tonight. We're going to go right into the, the our subject matter and we'll come back to that question afterwards. But uh, we're talking Babel, talking Babel. And we're in the book of, of Daniel on Tuesday nights. And on Sunday mornings, we're in the book of Revelation. However, we have something that is occurring here that Jeremiah speaks about. Now, for those that have been following along in the book of Daniel, you're reading the book of Jeremiah in order to understand Daniel, to understand what Daniel saw. Daniel told us that he was reading the book of Jeremiah and he understood. He understood some things. He had, in other words, he had questions in his heart. He had some thoughts that was going on uh, in his mind and he was seeking answers. And someone said that you shouldn't question God. Well, there, there are times where you need to ask questions in order to get an answer. There are other times you need to be careful. You do, let me read it, you do, have to be careful about the questions that you ask. You know, some of our questions are foolish. Some of our questions we already know the answer to. And regardless of whatever is occurring in your life, it's important to be faithful unto God. You know, you have people that death is a common thing. Uh, yes, and it's painful. I've experienced and know what it's about. And, you know, it's, it's grievous. And, and so, uh, but I've never made that statement. Why did you take, why didn't you could have taken me? You know, we say and do some fool as if it seems so heroic. You know, in the movies, they, they really wear that out. Take me, Lord. Take, your soul is not ready to meet the Lord. But yet we buy into so much stuff as if it is true when it is not. And so there are some things that we, <laughs> we can ask about, and there are other things that we should not ask. Some answers are right here in the word of God. 
as Daniel found out, there was answers here in the word of God. Now, the term Babel is defined as a noise made by a number of voices. And we often use the term by saying, stop babbling. You know, someone uh, is trying to say something they may not be getting out. They may be uh, uh, stuttering in their speech, you know, for whatever reason. It could be fearful. And, you know, I remember uh, having a dream one time that scared me so bad I couldn't I couldn't talk. And I remember asking questions about it when I could. But at that moment, uh, all I could do was sob and just really, I would think I was just babbling on because there was nothing I was able to say that was really uh, clear uh, in that moment. And so sometimes when someone is babbling on because for whatever reason that is occurring, you say, take your time or take a breath and then talk so that there might be clarity. You know, my, um, my first grandson, we used to talk a lot and really he was just babbling because his words uh, were not clear. And, but I would take him by the hand when he was young, uh, when he was crying and, and for whatever reason he was crying, I would take him by the hand and we would go in the room and I would close the door and I would tell him to explain to me what's going on. Tell me all about it. And he would babble on. He would get it out the best as he could, and which made no sense to me. But he had my ear. And that meant a lot uh, to him because even to this day, we talk about things that no one else know about except us. And so you want to... Uh, you know, babble. It may not be distinguishable. It may not be something clear uh, at the moment, but uh, but we're talking babble tonight, and you'll understand what I mean in just a moment here. After the flood, <coughs> excuse me, after the flood, mankind proceeded to do something without God. You know, there is the permissive will of God, and there is the divine will of God. It's important as believers that you abide in the divine will of God. You might have some things uh, through his permissive will, but you want to be in his divine will. His divine will is the, uh, they said the safest place to be is in the word, the will of God. It is the will of God where you want to be. You want to be in his divine will. And so before we go into the scripture, I want to direct your attention to Genesis, the 11th chapter. And while you're turning there, while you're flipping there on your device, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand and declare your word on this day. We thank you, Lord God, for the breath that is in this body, a reasonable portion of health that you have given to each of us. Lord God, we thank you for your kindness, Lord God, and your mercy throughout this day. Lord God, for all that you have done, for all that you're going to do, Lord God, we pray and ask that you remember, for you know the situations that are going on locally, you know things that are happening around the world as we all have seen on the news, Lord God, and the, the impact, Lord God, of the pandemic that is still occurring in, in, in places where they're starting to shut down again. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless Lord Jesus, uh, your people. Lord God, and stir up the hearts of those that uh, say they believe, but not obeying your word. Lord God, for the saving of their soul. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Father, and, and we give you glory and honor for the souls that you're adding to the church, the souls that are being added here. Lord God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, and we just pray for your wisdom, your knowledge and understanding and doing your will in Jesus' name, amen. Genesis, the 11th chapter. I'm going to start at the uh, first verse. I'm going to start at the first verse. And as I said earlier, you know, I asked the question that what did your pastor speak about on Sunday? What was their subject topic? What was the subject that they spoke on? And, you know, it's important that you remember the messages that go forth. Uh, 
Because what good will it do you to set and hear it? If you forget it, how will you ever apply it to your life? After the flood, mankind proceeded to do something without God's permissive will. They wasn't in his divine will. And so the Bible tells us in Genesis, the 11th chapter, in the whole world, uh, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo. Oh, I'll share that one with you later. Thank you, Jesus, my God. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. The whole earth. Oh, my God. You have to stay with us in Revelation. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another to, to go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. It's interesting, the fear that they had, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them that they have imagined to do. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, the name of it, of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. It is said the Tower of Babel was at the very heart of Babylon. Now, modern day Babylon is Iraq. And north of Iraq is uh, is. Russia, Moscow, you know, and then you have uh, the south part of that uh, to their, um, would be to their east, would beneath them would be uh, China, uh, you know. So the, the Tower of Babel was, or could be viewed as the first known skyscraper. The builder's goal was to reach heaven. They wanted to reach God's domain without his immediate consent. It's important that what we do, we get God's consent. People today are claiming a seat in the kingdom of God without his consent. In other words, they're not lining up with the word of God. They're doing whatever they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it, the way they want to do it and, and, and on and on and on. But it is without God's consent. Do you have his consent uh, when it comes down to what belongs to him? John 10, 1 through 7, or 1 through 3 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way whatever other way uh, that you think of to get into the kingdom, to get into heaven, to get into the presence of God. Uh, the Bible said that uh, the same, that person that tries these things is a thief and a robber. I was exposed to uh, uh, someone that uh, said that all roads lead to heaven. You may have heard that. Well, I'm going to tell you they, they are lying. 
because they've been lied to and now they're passing on that information and it is not, it does not line up with the word of God. There's no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. When they asked Jesus, um, uh, what shall we do? How shall we get there? Jesus told them, you know the way because he had spent time with them. I'm the way. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. God knows your name. He knows those that are his. And so it's important that you remain in the will of God. And as I said, the divine will of God is where you want to be. So the rule has been spoken and it has been written. Therefore, it will never be changed. No one can change it, no matter what philosophy, what theology, no matter what school, cemetery, cemetery, cemetery that they went to. It is not going to change the word of God. It doesn't matter who voted on it. It don't matter what uh, board came together and decided to pencil, uh, erase the T and uh, take, remove the dot of the I. No, it doesn't matter. It's not going to change. It has been established. Heaven and earth will pass away before the word of God changes. Now, there was only one language, one speech. That was not a problem. That was not a problem till they made it a problem. Uh, they were pilgriming from the east and located a flat piece of land in Shinar uh, where they settled down at, called it home. There wasn't a problem with that. But one day they began to talk about uh, ingenuity. They began to talk about building. It, it wasn't nothing wrong with that either. There was no problem with that. However, there were three things that they wanted that did not line up with God's plan. We're going to heaven. We're going to go to heaven without being invited. There are some areas, some things that you must be invited into. When the Lord told Moses to come up into the mount, that was a uh, he was being instructed. He was being invited. He was being uh, to go there. Everybody could not go. The elders that accompanied him uh, up into the mountain had to stop at a certain point and wait there. They could not go where Moses was going to go. Neither will you as a believer go where the pastor is being called to go. Mm -hmm. So you won't see or receive the same thing. You might get a confirmation, but you're not going to get exactly what God has given that man or woman that he is going to use. They wanted to go to heaven. They wanted to make a name for themselves. We're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to do something great that everybody will know about us. Hence, when I think about this and I read, I begin to think about Greek mythology, a name, they, they became gods and, and people worship them. In other words, making a name for yourself as they were attempting to do would have given them a sense of entitlement of being honored in a way that was not right. A way that uh, people would look at them and reference them. Even in your achievements, there should yet be a spirit of humility. Whether it is academics, you've graduated, you, you've received whatever level of degree that you are going after, and that's good, we applaud that. And at the same time, there should yet remain some humility that you achieved. And certainly thanks unto the Lord who gave you the breath, who gave you the strength and the ability, who allowed the blood, the heart to keep pumping 
the blood to flow, who, who uh, gave you and, uh, and as you uh, persevere with tenacity, God was there and blessed you to accomplish. And you could look around and see that there were others that did not make it. There were others that caved. There were some that gave in to, uh, to their, uh, to self gratification. Uh, they, some did not complete it. Some, uh, for various reasons, some had to stop and go back after they had stepped out after they had to sit down a spell and, and regroup. But there should be some humility. Ministers, uh, we had, none of us have arrived. As Paul said, I, I've not apprehended. It doesn't matter what, how God has anointed. It doesn't matter what the Lord has done. Uh, and if you think it is and, and want to argue that issue, that's pride. Because had it not been for the Lord on our side, where would we be? Some preachers, whether male or female, was, was on the curb and God picked them up, cleaned them up, turned them around, set their feet on solid ground, gave them a new beginning where they would have died in the gutters. Uh, others had counted them out and because of their lifestyle, knew that that lifestyle and what they were doing was going to take them out. But then God looked down the road and God saved them. God saved us. There's nothing about me that's special except God. That's it. I, ministers should realize that without the Lord, there would be no breath in that body. Without him bringing the word into your mind, there would be no revelation. There would be no rhema. There would be nothing except thoughts. And you don't know what those thoughts would have been except had it been for the Lord. And so we should all have humility. These people did not have humility. They wanted to make a name for themselves. They wanted to be a unified uh, group of people. And that would be massive. That would be that if they were scattered, they would have a name that everybody would recognize. None of what they, their intentions fit well into God's plan. Now, God speaks about the imagination of man, which is powerful because he says the imagination would, that if they accomplish, it would be unrestrained. The possibilities of what comes to mind is amazing. It's amazing as we look at science, as we look at technology, as we look at different events, uh, different things that God has allowed to come across in our path and uh, someone develops that. It's amazing. It's awesome what God has, and he's been doing it and allowing things to come to pass in our lives for as long as you could say you lived. The Lord is blessed. This is both disturbing and exciting in the right perspective. The imagination is defined as new ideals, whether good or bad. Men have evil, device, evil devices that, that God warns that they're going to have to deal with, evil devices that they use for, for individual gain or for national gain. But they also have good devices and good ideals that is used for individual and for and to help others, national. A new concept for an external object is creative. It's resourceful, an ideal. Thank God for ideals. Maybe you have an ideal that you want to work on. Maybe you're a little afraid, a little apprehensive that it might not work, but you won't know until you try. It's important to try. Uh, you have to try it. You know, sit down, make plans, write it out, figure it out, think about it. Don't let nobody rush you into it. You know, figure it out. Count up the cost. See what it's, what it's going to take to make it happen. And then execute it. And so there's nothing wrong with uh, using your imagination. It's a good thing. And so they wanted to use their imagination. But their imagination had something that did not, it excluded God. 
The Bible says Babylon in Revelation, uh, we were, uh, it says uh, Babylon is remembered by God and has become the attention of God. Now, the reason that we're not, uh, I want to go in this direction is because as Daniel have read already about uh, Babylon and how Babylon exalted itself. And when uh, Babylon had exalted himself, uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, he asked him, he told him, okay, you need to humble yourself. Uh, he told Belteshar, you need to humble yourself. You, you guys aren't humbling yourselves. And it created a problem. It created a problem then, and it is creating a problem now. And so God remembered uh, Babylon. And so we, as we had touched on this Sunday, so to get a better understanding, we're, we're going to deal with this a little bit. And it still lines up with Daniel and it lines up with Revelation. Revelation 16, 17 and 19 says, and the seventh angel poured out its vial into the air. And there came a great uh, voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, it is done. It's done. There are some things that are finished now. And, and, and so uh, if you read back through Revelation, there has been a, a number of things that have impacted the earth, impacted the, the heavens. And so uh, it, it's done. And there was voices and thundering and lightning, and there was a great earthquake. Here we are back on earth. Such as was not since man was upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake. I cannot imagine what this earthquake may be like. Uh, the largest earthquake that I've ever been in was a seven point, about a 7.1. And this is going to uh, dwarf that. And so it's going to be a mighty, so mighty an earthquake and so great is what the Bible said. And the, and the great city was divided into three parts and the cities of the nations failed. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Babylon. God remembers Babylon. So see, we can't just run by this, but we have to understand why. What is it? What's happening with Babylon that during the tribulation period that God is, is remembering them. God is remembering the history. The Bible tells us in Jeremiah, the 50th chapter, I want to encourage you to read the 50th and the 51st chapter uh, at your time after this, uh, uh, this, this light exhortation. The spoken word to Jeremiah against the Chaldeans, they were well known for their astronomers, you know, understanding space, understanding the universe. And astrology, the movement of celestial bodies influencing human affairs and the world. Now, Daniel also had to know and understand these things. During the time that he was in captivity, they, they separated the, the people, separated the, the young men, the children, those that they thought the princes of Israel that would be able to stand before the king after spending time learning the language of the Chaldeans, learning the history, learning their ways, learning their culture, let's put it that way, learning science, capable of learning. And so if you were not capable of learning the things that they required of you in those two years, you were going to have a different job. And that job was not going to be standing in the presence of the king. It was not going to be standing in the castle. And so Daniel was given not only favor, Daniel kept his integrity unto the Lord. Are you keeping your integrity unto him? And the Lord, as Daniel studied, Daniel had to study. Daniel had to spend time learning what they were teaching him and applying that in his life. We have to do the same thing in our natural. We have to learn some things. We have to sit down and pick up a book. I know that's against some folks who rather play video games, uh, rather watch TV and all that. You have to pick up a book. You have to uh, do some tutoring. You have to learn a vocation. You have to apply yourself to doing something outside of the casual, the being uh, 
casual. I'm, I'm casually entertaining myself. You're going to have to spend some time, as Daniel did. And so he had to learn space and the universe. He had to learn the astrology. He had to learn those things. And God condemned the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, of their worship of idols. Now, remember that they had built a statue. The king had built a statue. And, and when they heard the music, you know, when they got, when you hear the music uh, of, the, of the different instruments, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Bendigo, bow down and worship along with everybody else. But Shadrach and Meshach said, no, we, we can't do that. First of all, we know, uh, I, I, they, I believe that they understood clearly at that point that it's wrong to give in to idol worship. It, that, that's not rocket science. You know, that's just a fact. It's wrong to, you have, you go to the store, you bought a piece of wood, you bought some metal, you bought some ceramic, you bought something that has been molded and shaped uh, into a particular uh, image, and you're going to pray to it. You carried it home, you put it, you packaged it, you, you paid for it, you put it in your car, you carried it, you you set it in a certain place and then you're going to bow down and worship it. Shouldn't that thing be bowing down, worshiping you? You're the one that can hear. You're the one that have this, that's trichotomy, uh, body, soul, and spirit. You're the one that, that, that governs that thing. And so they understood that worshiping an image was meaningless. And they said, oh, king, we don't care how we answer you. We're not concerned with offending you. Now, I'm sure what they said and how they said that they said it in such a way that it was somewhat respectful as well. And so they let the king know that we're not going to do that. And they were thrown in the fiery furnace. They still didn't bow down. And the Lord delivered them. Now, the children of Israel and Judah, uh, we find that after all of this, the Lord spoke regarding the children of Israel. Now, uh, we read in Revelation how there is a remnant of Israel that will be sealed. Uh, those that are in the tribulation will be sealed. They will receive salvation in that time. Those are the uh, the remnant that the Lord speaks about here. And so the Bible tell us, and uh, I have my Bible here. I like reading my Bible. And, and so uh, it says, but the children of Israel and Judah shall come repenting and seeking the Lord. So something they had not been doing. They had not been seeking the Lord in this way. But the Bible tell us that, and in those days and in that time, said the Lord, the children of Israel shall come they and the Lord and the children of Judah together going and weeping, they shall go and seek the Lord, their God. They shall ask the way of Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual forever, a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. So the time of of their, during the time of Jacob's trouble, they are going to, this remnant of it is going to repent and ask forgiveness. Now the wrath of the Lord has been kindled because of the treatment of his people. Now, even though Israel was in captivity for their profaning God's name, when you sin, when you step out the will of God and, you know, you uh, bring a reproach against him. When you do things that you know you should not be doing, it's a transgression. And there is no sacrifice for that. There is repentance that needs to be done. Christ is not going to be crucified again. But we put the, our Lord and Savior to an open shame when we do what's wrong. Well, man, you know, I couldn't help it. Yes, you could have helped it. Well, you know, uh, Pastor, I couldn't, girl, you could have. You could have. Mm -hmm. I, it was an accident. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was all intentional. It was intentional what we did. And when we, when we truly 
ask God's forgiveness and turn, then we look for that everlasting relationship. We look for that perpetual covenant between us and God. And as we were singing earlier, uh, that I won't go back to the way things used to be. Uh, no, now that God has changed me, I'm not going back. I have no, no, mm -mm. I may not understand. You may not, you certainly not gonna understand everything that goes on that, that hits you in this life and you know, or what you might be seeking to do and praying about it, but let's not go backwards. Let's not go back to the way things used to be. Let's not make, let's not make bad decisions. That's the bad decisions. When we make bad decisions, we have to, we suffer the consequences of those bad decisions. And so just like when we make good decisions, then we reap the benefit of the good decisions that was made. The Lord says over, he says in the sixth and seventh verse, he said, my people have uh, been lost. They're like lost sheep. The shepherd have caused them to go astray. Now, one of the things that, that Israel was told was that when they went into captivity, do not fight against Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to what Jeremiah is saying. However, the people wanted to, didn't want to receive that. Pastor, you, you're not telling us that we're going to be blessed in seven days you know, to, to look for it in our mailbox and, you know, we're going to have an envelope there. You know, Pastor, you're not telling us that. You're not telling us that, you know, a year from now when we, you know, uh, turn around, uh, what, um, you know, is going to change, you know. And, and so God's going to gonna gonna turn it around. He's going to spin it around. And so, you know, uh, you're not telling us to stand up and spin around three times. No, I'm not. I'm not. And, and so that's what Israel the, the shepherds, the leaders of Israel was telling them, they were giving them bad advice and telling the people it's gonna be all right. And so they misled the people. And so it's not about misleading, it's about the truth. Now, now let me tell you something, I was sharing this with a brother on, on just this week that when we line up with the word of God, blessings come without someone coming and prophesying to you because you have lined up with the word of God and God has already spoke the blessing into your life. It's better to line up with the word of God than to receive that blessing that, well, someone spoke into my life and I received. Let me tell you something, Jesus healed folks. They got healed. It don't mean they got saved. They got healed. It don't mean that they receive salvation at that moment. And so what you want is the salvation. And you want to apply the word of God. Now, let me give you this, what I told them. I said, listen, I said, if I come to church and I've been, whatever my background has been and I've messed up things, you know, maybe I couldn't hold a job. Well, when I come to God and I repent of those those bad, evil ways that I was conducting myself, then I should be able to hold on to a job for moving forward. If my credit is messed up moving forward, it over time, it's going to get better because I'm going to make wise decisions. I'm not going to uh, get a five hundred dollar credit card and then and max it out and then don't pay the bill. And now it's stuck on my report keeping my credit score down. No, we're not, we don't practice uh, that sort of thing. We practice righteousness. And righteousness, uh, we start doing things the right way instead of just doing things any kind of way. So those of you that, that means we're not writing bad checks. Those of you that might still write checks. Knowing you don't have the money in account, but you write it anyway. Budgeting, uh, instead of uh, just spending sporadically, we budget. We think about what we're doing uh, until we have a little extra. There's nothing wrong with splurging a little bit, you know, on yourself, but not all the time. At any moment, every time, oh, man, I'm just going to splurge and I'm just going to spend this. My God. And so the we, things get better. And so the shepherds misled the people of God. I'm running out of time here. And so uh, he caused them to go astray, for they turned them away from the mountains, 
They have gone from mountains to hills. They have forgotten their resting place. Where God wanted them to be, they had not arrived there because they were receiving bad information. All that found them have devoured them. Here we go. And their adversary said, we have offended not. We didn't offend. We're not offending God by taking, by, by, uh, taking control of you, by hurting you, by uh, uh, raping you mentally, emotionally, and even physically. We're not taking advantage of you. We're not offending God because you sinned against the Lord. Uh, the inhabitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of your fathers. Remove out of the midst of Babylon. I'm going to stop with that right there. The Lord had ought against anyone and everyone that would take advantage of his people. Israel was scattered like sheep. The lions had driven them away and the king of Assyria had devoured him. At last, the, the, the uh, king Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had broken their bones. In other words, Israel was just, was tore up from the floor up. Just all messed up because of how, because of their response unto the Lord. Behold, I'm against thee. Lord is speaking again. O thou most proud, Babylon. Babylon was very proud of who they were and what they accomplished. But remember, as we read uh, Jeremiah and Daniel reading, God gave the kingdom, God allowed Babylon to spread and to have dominion. But he didn't give them dominion to be proud and just devour his people. There comes a limit. Mm -hmm. The Lord of hope for thy day is come and thy time that I will visit thee. And the most proud shall stumble and fall and none shall arise up and I will kindle a fire in his cities and it shall devour all around about him. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the children of Israel and the children of Judah were oppressed together and all that took them captive held them fast. They refused to let them go. Their redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He shall thoroughly plead their case that he shall give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. The Lord got something planned for those that defy him and hurt his people. Regardless of the excuse that anyone could ever give God for doing the people wrong. And so the Bible tells us that in remembrance, Remember that this Babylon was remembered by God. And I, I thought this was so interesting as we've been as reading Daniel and, and that Jeremiah had so had this insight here and thank God for someone that was obedient unto the Lord. He suffered some things and he remained faithful to God. But listen to this. And Jeremiah said to Sariah, when thou comest to Babylon and shall see and shall read all these words, thou shalt say, O Lord, thou hast spoken against this place to cut it off, that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast, but that it shall be desolate forever. And it shall be when thou hast made an end of reading this book, that thou shalt bind a stone to it and cast it into the midst of Euphrates. And thou shalt say, uh, thus shall Babylon sink and shall not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her and they shall be weary. And these are the words of Jeremiah. Now it's interesting that this prophecy that, that Jeremiah received of the Lord um, that he was told to bind it up, bind the book up, put a rock on it, and cast it into Euphrates, the Euphrates River. And as we read in, the, read in Revelation, the Euphrates River dries up, and out of it come demons. And these demons are going to uh, 
bring a grievous distress against the, the nations that exist during the tribulation period, which includes Babylon. So see, the word of God ties. It, it ties together with what is going to occur, what is going to happen. John is seeing this panoramic view of what is going to occur. Whereas we read in Jeremiah and we read in Daniel and we read in Ezekiel how they had pieces, how they had bits of it, how they prophesied what would occur in the future. But then when we enter into a revelation, we see more of a fulfillment of things that is going to occur. Just wanted to lay that foundation out as we go into this 17th chapter of Revelation. Uh, and so we're going to come back, the Lord say the same on, on Sunday, and certainly uh, going to, um, going to uh, continue on in the word of God. Now, there's a few more things in the, uh, that, that needs to be brought out, and I thank God. And, and so we're going to uh, go there and, and bless the name of the Lord. And so I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to stop right here. And certainly if, if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at, uh, that, at uh, connectingtruth.org, connectingtruth.org. Um, and you can click on the communication link there and email something in is, is, and, and let us know. Be interested in hearing. Now, the question I had uh and that is to, the question I had is, what did your pastor preach on? What was their topic on Sunday? Do you remember what was said? It's important, and I, I'm going to, I just want to drive this home. It's important, you should know the subject that your pastor's talked about. And you certainly should be remembering what has been presented so that you can apply it in your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. Lord God, we thank you for this time of exhortation that you have given us, Lord God, and ask, Lord, that you would continue to watch over and keep us. Help us, Lord, to live saved and sanctified. Lord Jesus, you said, without holiness, no man shall see you. Lord God, help us to be holy. W-H-O-L-E, uh, give ourselves wholehearted to you as well as H-O-L-Y, as you are holy. Lord God, help us to live a sanctified life. Lord Jesus, whether we're laying down and sleep, Lord Jesus, or when we rise up in the morning, Lord God, govern our hearts. Help our, your word to stay uh, in us. Lord God, shielding us, Lord Jesus, as we uh, obey your word. Lord Jesus, we know that your word is fulfilling all around us, Lord Jesus, and we see, Lord Jesus, not just now, but as we have been proclaiming throughout the past year, Lord God, that uh, administrations around the world have their view, but they're not speaking your word. Lord God, your word has the power. Your word is governing all that occurs, and we know this, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. If you're near, by, stop in, join us in worship, praise and worship. It's at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and certainly we'll be back uh, at that time, the Lord say the same as we uh, go into the word of God. Be blessed. Bless someone else. Live saved. Live holy. Amen.
Now I heard the pastor speak about believing the unbelievable. Believing the unbelievable. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that that seem impossible, but we have to remember nothing is impossible with God. And certainly what seems impossible right now, when we talk about revelation, man, when we talk about when we talk about what's going to happen during the tribulation period, it seemed like a it seemed like a Hollywood movie, but but this is real. This is real as what you've experienced. The pandemic is as real as you hearing about wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. But these are the beginning of sorrow. It's just as real as what you see going on in the news every day. Yeah. All right, stick stick with us. Stay with us. You'll find out more. This is for real. We believe the word. We believe the word of God. <laughs>